Okay. Okay. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining our Shir in Sikha Saran, Rabbi Nachman's incredible Sefer, where he presents his Ashkafa piece after piece in a seemingly random order, each one really being a self-contained world of an idea that the tzaddik is trying to convey to us that we're able by Ezra Hashem to take with us in Aravodas Hashem and get a little bit more clarity, get a little bit more encouragement and, um, and a foundation for us to be able to live lives that are meaningful, lives that are deep, lives that are conscious and aware. So I appreciate each and every one of you for joining as always, and let's jump into it. So here we are, Sichas and Samach Gimel. And the Rebbe says the following. Today we're just going to do uh, Samach Gimel and Samach Dalit. They're both somewhat similar in content around the same idea. And it's just an idea that's sort of uh, contained within the teachings themselves. We're not really going to be looking at other teachings today. We'll probably be a bit of a shorter shear as we just go through this piece. Um, but Bezer Hashem will be able to take something, something from it. So the Rebbe says like this, Da, he says, you should know. Medino, Medina, in each and every locale, in each and every country, place where people live, there's something there in that place that's special, that's looked at as being something important. And therefore, when a person begins to get involved in that kind of thing, in that kind of area where this thing is, is precious, is respected, he says immediately, as with most things in this world, there's going to be a mixture of tov and ra, of something positive that can come from this, but something negative as well. Because we live in the world of the Alma de Shikra, as it's called in the Zara Kaddish, it's a world of falsehood. Especially as we come up to Hanukkah, the whole thing of Yavan is all about the externality. It's all about how things look on the surface. And we know that everything in life has the potential to either be used for positive or on the opposite. And so, especially something that's influential in a certain place, it's got to have those two aspects to it. Uh, says, actually, the good quality is going to be very rare to find. And the negative way of this thing manifesting, which is going to give a very specific example in a minute, needs to be exactly equal to all the different kinds of motions and expressions of the taif, of the good version of that thing. So that it should be very difficult to discern the difference between the good version of that thing that's precious and the thing that's respected and the thing that's valued and the knockoff and the wrath, that thing that's not actually the same. And the reason why these two things have to, at least by, by, by first glance, they have to look identical, of course, is for Bechira. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world in such a way where we have choice. And most often, the choice that we have is not in the moment itself. 
The choice that we have is not within the situation, although there too, we need to believe that we have choice no matter what and the ability to overcome and the ability to choose correctly, even when it's hard, even when sometimes we have to force ourselves as it were, as it were to choose the right thing. We always have that ability, but true Bechira is in the run-up to a thing. True Bechira is in the pause where we begin to look a little bit deeper into what our choices really are then choices become choices. Instead of it just being a mindless uh, experience of just wanting one thing over the next thing, wait a minute, can we choose to look at life a little bit more deeply? Can we choose to look at how things truly are beyond their appearance just on the outside? Can we choose, for example, coming up to Hanukkah, it's not so much about you know, choosing to have a, a very deep, meaningful experience of Hanukkah in the moment, but it is about choosing a week before Hanukkah to make sure that we're investing time into learning about Hanukkah and expanding our, our understanding of Hanukkah, that we can choose to do. That is within our ability. And that will impact the ease at choosing in the moment to be able to connect to what this is, lighting Hanukkah Neiris, and, and all the different beautiful aspects of this incredible Chag that is upon us. That's the choice. So HaKadosh Baruch made Bechira in the world because it's not so easy to always know what something is. We have to stop and we have to look deeper. We have to really exercise our Bechira to reflect and to use our natural human, really unnatural, but our miraculous human capacity to think and to reflect. And Rabbi Nachman says over here, when something is, is in vogue, when something is valued in a particular place, he says, even if it's a knockoff, it will be successful. And Hashem needs that in the world. Kim Kain, and here he brings the example that he wants to discuss. The Medina Zoo in Ukraine, at least of that time, this concept of a Baal Shem, just like Rabbi Nachman's great-grandfather, was the Baal Shem Tov, means the master of the good name, but he wasn't the first Baal Shem Tov. There was, a, there was an Adam Baal Shem Tov. There were other masters of the good name. There was a Baal Shem Tov actually in in, in London, actually, where I'm sitting now, there was a famous Baal Shem from London. There was the Baal Shem of Michelstadt. It was also a tzaddik. What does it mean, a Baal Shem? So he puts in the parentheses over here, Baal, in the brackets, Baal Moifis, a miracle worker. The concept of a charismatic miracle worker, of a person that writes amulets, a person that's the master of using names to bring about miracles, to bring about Yeshua's salvations for Jews. That's something that in Ukraine, was very, very valued. Obviously, there were so many different Baalei Shem. There were so many different Rebbes and Sadiqim and Mekubalim. And here, Ibn Nachman says, it's true. There were so many Sadiqim that were Baalei Shem, like the Baal Shem Tov himself. And certainly, like, like Rabbi Nachman, the Berdichever, the Rebbe Rebbe Lemelech, the Rebbe Zusha, the Balatanya, and so on and so on, the Kajitzer Magid, and the Rebbe Zusha. So many Sadiqim that were Mamish the real deal, they were Bali shame. But he says, because it's something that in that part of the world is a Dabr Chashuv, you know what's going to happen all the time because it needs to be a balance? Other people with less pure motives are going to recognize, hey, this is something that people seem to find um, to find interesting. This is something that brings with it a great amount of prestige and success. So they throw their hat into the ring. And they pretend. And that's what Rabbi Nachman says, And so what needs to happen is, what unfortunately unfolds, is that there are going to be Bali Shemos of Sheker.
that are not the real deal, that are not true. Bahaklal and Rabbi Nachman says a scary thing. It's a it's a, just a rule. Whoever wants to go in to enter and to begin to try to get involved in this particular enterprise of a specific thing that's chashub in a particular place, can go in, for example, to be a big tzaddik, he says he's going to be successful, even though it's false. Because people, why? Because people are not discerning. And people really don't know how to stop and to ask and to reflect and to feel inside. Is this, is this the real thing or not? He says, the truth is for many of these people, they really don't know anything. But it's all dependent on either a sense of charisma or the capitalization of people's natural interest in this particular thing. So before you know it, they're buying all the knockoffs, you know, just because, uh, you know, a particular product was, was in vogue. And then right away, there's going to be a very cheap knockoff, but people aren't discerning. So they'll just go on Amazon and they don't realize it's not actually the, the, you know, the brand name. It's not actually a product of quality. Usually it's cheaper, meaning usually it's more accessible. And the first thing they do is they buy in and then the product breaks. Mamash, bring me back to life to see your face. Wow. Thank you for coming. So, so, so Rabbi Nachman says, use your Bechira. To mamish, be extra, extra careful. To look deeply into, for, for example, the Bali Shane, Sadiqim, this concept of miracle workers, and to know what's the what's the real thing and what's the, the gimmick. But throughout life, this is, Rabbi Nachman's bringing this as a very pertinent example, of course, very important example, but it's true for all of life. Again, we're so busy rushing through things that we mamish don't give ourselves time to really stop and reflect on the things that we're rushing into. And like fools, as one very famous musician once saying, we rush in and we don't stop and we don't really start to think. What is this? And just because it looks good on the outside, the question is, mamish, is it for, is it for real? Is it MS? He says, or rather, it depends on where he is. Let's say a person goes to a place where people are gullible and people are much more likely to believe in something that's really, really not quality. Mamish not quality. But they're into it. They get excited about it. They get whipped into a frenzy and, and everybody's talking about it. Or naturally, if, if, if people start with women who are more usually um, open to, to, to believing things because they're just more, to me, most of it, they're, they're, they're more pure and, and they're not so much tainted by cynicism and, and it's their nature to really believe in things. So Azai Matzliach, and guess what happens? He says he's going to be Matzliach with those And then because of this strategy of first getting a reputation by those who are not discerning, then it's already a thing, and it's already a shame of Dabar. And then people start to believe in it. And people start to, to, to ascribe value to it when the, when the truth is there's no Yisoy, there's no foundation. There's no real foundation. There's no real quality. 
It's just in vogue. This is what people seem to respect. This is what the buzz is. He says, if that same person were had to be gone in a place where they're more discerning, they would have laughed at him. There wouldn't have been any atzlacha to begin with. But if he starts in a place where they're much more likely to believe in this kind of thing without really choosing to focus and to discern, so then they see, hey, this is a person who's matzliach, and then they're going to start to ascribe value to it too. But the truth is that many times at the essence, it's not, it's not for real. It's, 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 it's an example of a person taking advantage of a situation, but it's not novea from a healthy place, from a real place, from a deep place. And that re requires us to be very careful and to be very discerning when it comes to people. When it comes to, when it comes to guides, because he says, for example, there's a certain place where it's not chashev at all. And that kind of thing would not be valued. For example, he brings the yakis. He says the yakim don't really care about bali shame. They don't really care about uh, about miracle workers. They don't, they don't believe in these things in the first place. He says not, it's not the nature of, of a yaki. It's a certain very rationalist uh, perspective. They're, 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 not, um, they're not necessarily open or interested in this kind of thing. So if this person would have started there, they would have thrown him out on his head. There's no beginning. There's no opening. There's no, you can't get his foot in the door. It has become this way in Ukraine at that time for it being very easy for a person to claim the mantle of a tzaddik. Of a charismatic miracle worker, of a of a of a of a Kabbalist, of a sage, but of a Medina Acheres Einlam Oisa Gedula. In other places, there are people that are not so into this kind of thing. Going for example, the Medina Yishmael. In the Arabian lands, in 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 Sfard, Shenikraim Chachamim, they're called a Chacham. But it's not the same thing as what the Tzadikim were to the Hasidim in Ukraine. It's not the same thing, even though they respected their Chachamim. But it wasn't the same blind faith, like whipped into a frenzy, a cult of personality. It didn't exist. The Alkeim b'Medina Zu, Ibn Achman finishes in this in this place. A person starts to put on, you know, a very fancy bekasha with fur and, and and a thing, and he gets himself a gabai. And before you know it, people are just open to it. But it could be that it's not mamish real. It's not mamish authentic. It's not coming from a place where the person really wants to help Yidin, where a person really is holding in a place of being able to teach. So Rabbi Nachman says, therefore, Hashem is barachi gala ha'emes b'mehir b'yameinu amin. We need to daven that a Kodesh Baruch should be meir einenu. We should mamish have clear eyes to be able to sense. And it is a sense that you get sometimes, just a sense to be able to feel. Is this, is this, Mamish built on, on authenticity. Is this something that's authentic? Or is this something where which is just, and again, it doesn't just go for this Indian of, of tzaddikim and 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 drachim and rashi yeshiva and, and things like that, where a person really has to ask himself these questions, but it goes for all of life. When something's popular, when something's in vogue, we have to use exercise our bakhira to make a space and to really reflect very deeply, to be aware that. 
just because something seems successful, that's that's not a raya. That's not a raya because the question is, well, where did this thing start? What's this thing founded on? And here he adds, interesting, just an interesting caveat. In a place where they taka do believe in moifsin, in wonders, in, in miracles that Sadiqim could do, and they and they go in this way, meaning to say that they put their faith in, in amulets and schoolists and things like this. This belief, and this speaks to what we spoke about two weeks ago, I think, when we learned last, this that a person mamish believes in something. That itself can cause it to come true. Both Latav and Lamutav. Hopefully, we should use it for positive uh, uh, you know, results that a person believes that we can do it, believes that we can make it, believes that a little bit of light coming up to Chanukah, pushes away much darkness. Sometimes it's 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 not about whether objectively something's true or not, but it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, and as much as we believe in it. If we believe in it, if we believe, for example, like Ramosha Wolfson writes, which is the title of his Sefer, which is based on a Pasuk, but from a Pasuk, a part of a Pasuk, but the Pasuk says that there's something called to believe in the times. And the Heiliger Ramosha Wolfson writes that it all depends with regard to coming into a Chag, how much you're going to get out of it. Do you believe in it? Do you believe that there's a great light shining on Chanukah? Are you awake to that reality? Do you, do you have faith that there's something qualitatively different between the 24th of, of, of Kislev and the 25th of Kislev? Did Mamish believe that? And as much as you believe it, you'll be the kind of person that can access it. And you'll see the more that you have faith, Mamish, that it's a certainty to you and you treat it as such and you prepare properly going into it. And on Hanukkah itself, you value each and every moment and each and every every nair. And you spend time after the after the candle lighting, looking at the nairs and you prepare, you spend time beforehand saying the tefillahs because you believe that Mamish, a great light is shining. Guess what? A great light is shining. It's Mamish true. And it will go into your heart and you're going to find that you leave Hanukkah on a completely different level. Because you, Mamish, tapped into those energies by virtue of your belief. So that's true on a level of, of taif. Chas v'shalom, you find the same thing by Ra. You find the same thing by, um, by, by, like we spoke about, a person that's always worried about bad things happening. A person that's always certain that things are going to go wrong. Guess what? Sometimes that attitude in and of itself, whether pragmatically, like we spoke in the previous year, on a, on a practical level, just because a person will withhold from doing certain things because we didn't believe that we could do it, but we Mamish could do it. Uh, but you but you didn't do it because you believed you couldn't do it, right? So on, on, a, on a simple, this worldly level, but also Baruchni said, Mamish has an impact. Mamish has an impact. And the more that a person believes in the tokif of machshava, we use machshava for good things. And we think positive thoughts, happy thoughts, healthy thoughts, optimistic thoughts. Life becomes Life becomes brighter. So it doesn't start, like we said two years ago, it doesn't start with things being good and then I think good thoughts. It starts with the machshava. It starts with the perspective. That's where it begins. And then you'll see how things begin to shift. Mamish, things begin to shift, right? So Rabbi Nachman over here is telling us this incredible cloud, but he says, as he's wanted to say, as he many times says, this is not an ironclad rule. And Rabbi Nachman, there's no ironclad rules because things are so complex. Rabbi Nachman was so awake to the nuance of life and the way in which 
you can't really say anything definitive about anything other than Hashem Echod and the 13 Animadmins. And you know, there are certain things that we know for sure, Mamish. You know, but outside of that, everything is so delicate. And so even this, he says, sometimes it will cause things to happen, but not every time. That is an interesting rule to remember as well. What we believe in has a far better chance of being true than what we're skeptical about. And sometimes it's the skepticism that then proves itself, but only by virtue of the skepticism. That if a person would have gone with a little bit more tamimus and a little bit more amuna, it would have worked. But the Rebbe says, be discerning. Be discerning. Be sensitive to authenticity. And that's really what it comes down to. Because what does it mean to be a bali shame shal sheker? Bali shame shal sheker means that there's no personal investment. It's going through all the right motions. It's doing all the right things. It's, it's, it's you know, saying all the right words and, and, and looking the part and all of that. But if people are awake to a sense, it's a chush, it's a sixth sense, to be able to really hear echoing within the words is, is there a humility here? Is there a, is there a honesty here? Is there a vulnerability? And that's, I, I would say, is the key word. Is there a vulnerability here? Or is this person taking advantage of people? And that's something that I think today with, with you know, many different kinds of, of, of speakers of, of all different kinds from all different backgrounds and you know, all of us have to choose, you know, like how we want to invest our, our, our time. And, and sometimes it could just be a deep reflection on, on what the sense we get, you know, from a particular person or a particular derech. And again, I, I want to make it also clear that different people have different paths that are shy to them. And just because one thing is, is very popular, it doesn't necessarily have to mean that it's the path for me or it's the path for you. And we have to have the courage to be able to let go of the bali shameless shal sheker, even though they may be MS, but it may be somebody else's MS. Um, and to and to really hold on mamish and grasp the paths that we know are, are MS for, for me, you know. And so just to, to bring that into focus, we'll do Sichas Franz Samach Dalid, which is the next piece, which is very connected. And he says, Medina. No, this is the this is a word from the previous one. It starts from Min. The Rebbe says, just because a lot of people seem to be passionate about a particular thing, that's not a raya. You have to be aware that, that, that popularity is, is not a measure of intrinsic value. Usually, it's mamash the opposite. Because the common denominator of the masses is very low. It's not very high. And so if there's something that's mamish, like masses of people, it's because either it, there's no barrier, there's no, there's no entry, you know, entry fee. And so it's something that's just lowest common denominator. It's entertaining, for example. So tons of people love it because it, it requires nothing of them. And so just on an entertainment level, Usually the things that are really popular are entertainment, whether it's secular entertainment or Lahabdal, Jewish entertainment. That's really where the views are, right? Because why not? Everybody loves entertainment. Everybody loves being entertained. But that's not that's not a that's not a proof one way or another as to the true gravity of a particular message. And the same goes, by the way, for 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 teachers. There are those that are super, super popular because essentially it's 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 more spiritualized entertainment so instead of watching a movie so you go to a very entertaining class you know that's filled with different stories and there's tremendous value to it and a lot of people love it and they subscribe to it and they share it but that doesn't mean that 
that is the highest bar of revelation, of clarity, of depth, of, of substance. Usually not, usually because most people can't handle that, that kind of thing. It's the same is true for art. It's a great frustration of artists who mamish know that they're producing art, real, nuanced, fine art. And instead of people really paying it the, the, homage, the homage that it deserves and to hold it up on the pedestal because people's palette, as it were, for art isn't well-developed. So instead, they're marveling over something that that artist knows is, is much cheaper. You know, and, and I think just to bring it into focus here in the context of our teachings, this is, this is the story with Rabbi Nachman. Rabbi Nachman's not popular so much. Okay, now he's, my, now he's very popular, but it used to be 200 years of people... They didn't have the kalim yet. And most people don't have the kalim. Most people don't have the kalim. Still, most people don't have the kalim. And even what they take in Rabbi Nachman is the popular, is the popular aspects of it, but the depth of it, the, that most people don't have the kalim for that. You know, Zeir and Inun, it's just, it's just few. And so that can never be a, um, a, a measure and a rubric for how we would um, calculate the, the true nature of, of, of the value of a thing is by popularity. So Rabbi Nachman says, that, that, that doesn't prove anything. There are two things, right? There's asnasus, there's popularity, and then there's MS. And MS and popularity don't necessarily need always to go together. This is also similar to the Eitz Habdas right? Where the Rambam learns what was the struggle, MS or Yofi, right? There's truth and then there's there's beauty. If you want to put that back into the context of Yavon, of course, Chas V'Shalom, not, again, we're saying a lot of things, not in the reference to Yiddishkeit, but meaning intra-Yiddishkeit, within Yiddishkeit, having to choose between two different teachings or two different paths or two different, but Bechalal in the world. Yavon has all the flashing lights. Yavon has all the grand architecture. Yavon has as 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 the, the Yeshli Rav of Esav, which I gave a share on last night. Yeshli Rav, Esav has a lot. It's all about the big, huge projects. And Hanukkah is just about one little tiny flame that lasts forever, that lasts for eternity. That's Emes versus Yofi. And there may be even more Jews, you know, I want to say, but it's, it's likely who have who have Xmas trees in their dining room than Yidin who have a little menorah, you know. And and there are certainly not that many Yidin even among the Yidin that have a menorah or mamish being connected to the deepest light of, of of Hanukkah on a conscious level, certainly subconsciously. But the whole thing of Hanukkah is, is Rabin Ba'ad Ma'atin, Biad Ma'atin. It's the concept of that little bit. It's the concept of a little tiny pach katan of Yaakov Avinu, that pach shemen. Just a little bit, but that Yaakov Avinu says about that Yeshli Kol, I have everything, Mamish everything, just in that little drop, Yeshli Kol. That's the, that is Mamish, the message of Hanukkah. It's about the strength to look away from what appears on the surface to be grand and to be, and, and there's time for that too. That there's, there's plenty of time for that. And I'm not saying, you know, the, you know, entertainment, kosher entertainment is, is wonderful and, and big crowds and Barabba Madras Melech and all this is, is fine. All this is wonderful, but I don't build my life on that. I don't build my life on Yofi. I build my life, and all of us build our lives on MS. And for MS, you have to look. For MS, you have to seek, and you have to keep your heart open to be able to discern, what's the MS for me? What's the MS for me? Even if it's an unpopular path, what's the MS for me? 
So the Rebbe again over here says, That's not a raya. It's its own thing. And the Rebbe Nachman over here says that sometimes a person can do one thing, that for that thing, a person inherits a tremendous amount of gedula. And once he's up, so then he just, he stays, he maintains that position. But that doesn't mean that he's consistently deserving that, that platform, right? And you find this, for, for example, just in, in secular sense, social media, for example, you find a person produces one very strong piece of content, right? Sometimes you see a YouTube channel like this, Mamish, you know, that all the, all the, all the videos have like, you know, 10, 15 views, whatever it is. And then there's one video that Mamish, he did it. He just, it was the right time at the right minute. And then a person gets, just use a very gas, gashmis, the commercial. A person gets tons of subscribers because of that one video. And then they never produced anything on that level again. Right? So Rabbi Nachman is saying the same thing happens in, in, in a, can happen in a ruchmiya sense. But just because the person has gedula for one thing, it doesn't mean that this is, this is again, this is something that I mamish connect with, with all my heart and soul, something I invest my life in. Umatzina b'malachi Yisrael, he says, we'll prove it from the kings of Am Yisrael. There was a king called the Yehu who went ahead and he got rid of all the idols, all idol worship. Imamish, this was his thing. He eradicated and got rid of all the all the all the idols. And the pasuk says, "Kamayshukas." The pasuk in Malachim says, "Bnei Rivim Yesh v'lechal Kisei Yisrael." Because of this, four generations are going to sit on the Kisei. So Rabbi Nachman is just. Bringing an extreme example, and he, he spells it out. But Davers of is kashal How how do we understand that? Doesn't make sense. Al kapanim zeadara revi muchach sheyupsek etzlei agdula v'amalucha. First, well, first, even before he gets into this point, but but first, what did his children do that they should deserve gedula because their father did a good thing? But that's the chayik. That's why Kodesh Baruch Hu says that's that's the that's the um that's the reward. But that doesn't necessarily mean that just because the children have that status, that all of a sudden everybody should be jumping into that into that bandwagon. Wait a second to discern. Rabbi Nachman says even more than that. Even if the fourth generation was taka deserving to maintain that position, the pasuk seems to suggest that by hook or by crook it will end. And they're going to descend from Malucha after four generations. Even if you would do the same thing that his grandfather, great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather, Yehu did, even do more than that and even do many, many amazing things. It's not going to help because in Hashem's, uh, in Hashem's plan, this is what he decided. That's what Hashem promised to Yehu, that after four generations, the Malucha will end with he's going to have to then deal with the effects of whatever came before him, both in a positive or a negative sense. Nimsa, the Rebbe says, it's an amazing thing to think about. The grandfather does something that because of that, he gets stature for four generations. And the fourth generation, that Mamish, they already have this aspect of Malucha, from their parents, grandparents, great grandparents. Nothing can help, even if they do the same thing. You can do the same thing that his grandfather did. It's not going to help. For the kingship to, to be able to maintain itself. 
No matter what he does, will not help. Hashem already embedded it and coded it into the master plan, and he will lose the throne after four generations. And he says this is a very, it's a very shocking thing. He says in truth, that's that's a very powerful line. I think we all know that, you know, somewhere subliminally. But just to read that out off a paper, be'emes, in truth, we simply cannot understand the ways that HaKadosh Baruch Hu operates. Very, very challenging. That's the seat of faith. When we do understand, when things are clear, you'd sing Hashem's praises. But the, but the realm of emunah, when it's dark, when it's black, when you cannot see, and when things are so challenging and things are so difficult, that's where we mamish give it up. That's where we let go. That's the secret of humility. That's the secret of gratitude. That's the secret of a little flame, the little spark of faith, of Hanukkah that we light low down to the floor at night. And that is able to shine the light of miracle, of a miracle, of a miraculous energy in our lives. But at least what we've learned from this is that you could have a person that does tons and tons and tons of good things, but he will not merit for reasons well beyond his own efforts, even though he's taka deserving. And a person that's mamish deserving to connect to and to learn from and, and, and mamish to, 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 to appreciate and to value. But ain't gedula. He will not be Zaycha because in some master plan, Akadish Baruch's master plan, the master plan, it's going to end. And another time, sometimes you have somebody else that just because of one thing that might be arbitrary, that might not be mamish baked into the essence of who that person is, it's one thing. They got lucky. Obviously, the luck is also part of the master plan. But, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's something that's worth devoting ourselves to. And he says, I understand this because this is an important cloud. The question in life is we have to choose between, between the Yavanim and the Makavim. We have to choose what is it that we connect to. Is it quality or is it quantity? And unfortunately, this perspective of Yavan even creeps into Yiddishkeit, where we mamish start to see things on a this-worldly level, and we start to overly appreciate the consideration of what are other people doing, um, what you know, what's what's the what's the path that's most apparently popular or or, or like we said in vogue, and we start to think about about you know, sort of just joining along with everybody else and what they're doing in the institutional or cultural reality of being an Orthodox Jew. But the question is, like, is that where the avoda is, though? You know, is that is that is that right for me? Just because this is this is where the numbers are, right? This is what people seem to appreciate, people seem to value. And Rabbi Nachman is encouraging us to look away from the quantitative aspect of how things appear on the surface and to go deep. That's the organization that you see over here, our organization here in, in UK, Elecha. Elecha means toward you. 
And the Torah uses that word elecha in many contexts. Elecha Hashem Ekro, we say to you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we call. But then there's also an aspect of going in toward ourselves, elecha. Deep, deep inside. The Pesach says, Kikarev elecha hadavar ma'ayin. That's Hashem saying elecha toward us. And from the perspective of the Hasidic masters, from the perspective of Ayyudim, from the perspective of Avaris Hashem is a spiritual discipline. The whole thing is, it's a ladder. That's what you see over here, is a ladder. Is mamish going beyond where you currently are. Go deep, go deep into yourself, go deep into, into the higher spiritual realm of what it means to be, to be a yid in this world. Can we access deeper levels? Can we access quality? And take our eyes so much, not so much to care about the quantity. Be a little bit of a of a um of a pioneer in certain aspects, if you must. Believe that you're unique and believe that there's a path out there that mamish fits your neshama like a glove, even if it might not be the most popular, even if it might not be the most, the most well-attended, or the most, the most uh, you know, there might not be the most buzz about it. Find something, find a teaching, find a teacher, find a find a, a derech. And in your own quiet way, connect with that with confidence. With confidence. Because if you sense vulnerability, if you sense authenticity, if you sense quality, if you sense omek, if you sense something that's speaking to something deep inside of you, hold on to it and never let go. And be aware that, like Rabbi Nachman says, that's a Yavan perspective. A Hanukkah perspective, I don't care how big the, the, the building is or how, or how bright the flashing lights are. I just need a little flame. I have, mamas just need the real thing. I just need a flame. I need a flame that's going to hold on forever to that wick and burn for all eternity. I need that flame that's going to share of its warmth and clarity with the wick that I feel inside is a little bit barren, is a little bit yearning for a flame of its own. That's all we need. And so that's Rabbi Nachman's teaching. We're just going to end the shir here um, because this, you know, there, there wasn't much more to develop, at least. For, for me right now um, at this moment in time but I but I think it's deceptively simple this is a teaching we should sit with it's a teaching we should sit with and think in our lives really if there's one message that I have you know for for myself or for anybody that I'm zeichen to speak with move away from commercialization don't be a don't be a prefabiate you know don't be on the assembly line just pump them out think the same as everybody else do the same things as everybody else Adarabba, Adarabba, like we said, usually the lowest common denominator, you know, in, in certain areas. Find the music, for example, that may not be the most popular in Yiddishkeit, but find the music that's mamish music, just because it has 10 million views on, 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 on somebody's, you know, YouTube channel. It doesn't mean that that's mamish, the, the, the pinnacle of Nigina. Usually, again, it's the opposite when it comes to creativity. It's usually the opposite when it comes to art. Find something that mamish is, is, is deep. Something that's really worthy of your of your focus. Something that really opens gates for you. Mamish music. That's mamish musical, and not just a couple of beats strung together that somebody can dance with at a bar mitzvah. That might be nice. It might be nice, and certainly it's popular because people love music that way. But the question is, is this mamish going to open my heart for Avodas Hashem? And that needs to be our focus. There's a time ace to dance at a bar mitzvah, an ace to sit and to and to and to and to meditate very deeply with artists the like of, for example, Yosef Karduner. You know, who many people haven't heard of, but his the quality of his music is out of this world. Mamash out of this, just a different thing. It's mamash a different thing. 
Um, you know, so many artists come to mind just in the, in the, in the moment. Look for authentic music, even if it's not the most popular. And um, take the time to reflect across the board. All the different things that we do, the different events that we attend, the different people that we connect with, and just to really ensure that it's out of a place of MS and a place of eternality, a place that you feel connects with the element of your essence, of your soul that's forever, and not just you know something that's yafe, that looks nice on the surface, but is not mamish taking you eilecha deeper to yourself and deeper to Hakadosh Baruch And um, and with that, Beis Hashem, we need to go into Hanukkah with a prayer, with a tefillah, with a bracha that I daven and that I bless myself with and I bless you with, all of us. Um, and with, of course, hoda'a on my part for all of you for joining this, this year and this year and, and being a part of it. But the bracha is, and the tefillah really is, is that, please help me and help us develop eyes of, of Mila Hashem Eli. Mamash Mila Hashem Eli. And it's it's about la Hashem. It's about it's about ilecha. It's about journeying. It's about going deep. And and um, really in this Hanukkah to let go of the of the influence of the Yavanim, whether on the simple level of the Gashmias, our focus on Gashmias, that's of course true. But even in Ruchnis, look toward the quality of things, not not so much to the to the quantity. I think that's Rabbi Nachman's message over here. We were to. Find a way to tie it into, into Hanukkah as well. And with that, I, I wish you all a beautiful Chag Sameach. Remember, we still have a week now, and Mamish a week from, uh, well, a little bit less than a week now, but we Mamish have to have to devote time to Achana. Listen to Shirim, spend time learning the Sfarim Akhtashim. Every minute of Achana is countless, countless, countless mega doses of, 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 of access that's going to be granted to you in the moment. The more that you learn about the lights, the more that you learn about the Menorah, the more that all of us spend time to really, really get into the soul of it, it will change our experience with Gamri. And like we said, the more you believe in time, the more you get out of it. So Bezer Hashem, at the end of Hanukkah, we shall walk out higher, we shall walk out warm, we shall walk out lichtig. And even if it's not a big floodlight of some stadium, Inside, inside, there's a little flame that keeps us warm through the winter. And Be'ezer Hashem Shibizachah to feel that flame and to pass it on to, to everybody that we come into contact with. With the help of Hashem. And in this chesed tzadikim. So thank you all for joining. And uh, if we don't get to see you before Hanukkah, it should be a beautiful Hanukkah Sameach. Filled with light and joy. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Everybody who joined, thank you. Wishing you the most beautiful rest of your week. Thank you very much.